Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Clocked In with the Press, hosted at Altman Studios here in Brentwood, California. We are here to spread some news and spill some tea so that you, our listeners, are both informed and entertained. Not everything stated in this podcast is supported by or reflects the beliefs of the press. So if you'd agree or disagree with me, let me know on Twitter or Instagram at PressClockedIn or on Facebook at ThePress.net. I'm your host, Caitlin Gleason, Clocking In. So for the story of the day, we are going to do something a little bit different. Normally, I would have a main news story or business feature to talk to you about for the duration of the episode. However, today we are going to talk to one lady about her life. To be more specific, for today's episode, we get to talk to a Mrs. Nancy Lawrence, who is turning 100 on October 3rd. Before we get to do that, however, let's go over the top stories of the week. Residents looking to get some fresh air on the weekends will have to contend with reduced hours of operation at one of Brentwood's parks in response to complaints the city has received regarding municipal code violations. Dolphin Park, located on Attenbury Lane in the Pruitt Ranch subdivision, was constructed in October 2016, but the number of complaints has escalated over time, with community meetings on the topic held as early as 2017 in efforts to reduce concerns. The park was previously open until 7 p.m. seven days a week. In an effort to deter late crowds and the associated code violations, city manager Tim Ogden said staff had originally looked at reducing weekend hours to 5 p.m. However, the Parks and Recreation Commission opted in a 4-1 vote to close the park entirely on Saturdays and reduce Sunday hours to a 5 p.m. closing time while promising to enforce continuing violations. Next, an Oakley man was arrested on multiple drug charges on September 26th following a report of a suspicious person slumped behind the wheel of a running vehicle. Further investigation led to the detention of the suspect for being under the influence of illegal drugs. The vehicle in question was parked near the intersection of Gamay Drive and Tawny Court in Oakley. The investigating officer discovered large quantities of multiple pills, roughly 100 stimulants in the amphetamine family of drugs, as well as thousands of depressants in the benzodiazepine family. These thousands of pills were packaged in such a way that suggests they were going to be illegally sold, and the suspect was not cooperative with the officer during the investigation. He was ultimately booked into the Martinez detention facility for several illegal drug charges. Next, the Brentwood Chamber of Commerce has announced the winners of its Brentwood's Finest Awards. Citizen of the Year going to Sayana Fippen, Business of the Year going to Redbox Solutions, Nonprofit of the Year going to Working Wonders, Employing of the Year going to Eric Kinnard of Your Own Brentwood Press, the Chamber Director of the Year going to Adam Martinez, and the Chamber Ambassador of the Year going to Tom Santamorena. The organization will be hosting an outdoor celebration to honor the winners from 5 to 8 p.m. Thursday, October 21st at Serendipity Cellars Winery on 1600 Chestnut Street in Brentwood. Only 150 tickets will be sold to the event, so if you would like to purchase them, you can visit BrentwoodChaper.com. Lastly, for hometown sports, for the ninth straight year, the Heritage High School girls golf team has been crowned as the champions of the Bay Valley Athletic League, securing its outright league title with last week's sweep against Antioch. With a title streak that dates back to the 2013 season, the Patriots own the third longest such streak on campus and have accomplished the feat with a program which embodies the ideals of interscholastic athletics. As the league champions, the Patriots are assured of a berth in the North Coast Section Division I Championships November 1st at Diablo Creek Golf Course. Despite that assurance, there is no doubt that the Heritage team will once again test itself mentally and physically with the 18-hole competition at Lone Tree on Monday, October 11th. Those were the top weekly stories. Let's get back to the topic of the day. Here to talk with me is Mrs. Nancy Lawrence, lifelong Bay Area native and current East Contra Costa County resident and 99-year-old superstar. Thank you for coming on the show, Nancy. (laughs) 
Thank you for inviting me. You're turning 100 on October 3rd. <laughs> right. How does it feel to be turning 100 years old? Old. <laughs> um, no, I feel very good for my age, really. Okay. So I'm very fortunate. You know, since you were born in the 20s, that means that you've lived through many big moments in American history. You've lived through the Great Depression, World War II, the Civil Rights Era, the assassination of Kennedy, the shift from black and white television to television with color. You've even lived through cultural eras of Louis Armstrong and Frank Sinatra, Elvis, Bob Hope, and others. But you know, we're going we're gonna to start simple. Tell me about your family, how many siblings you had, where you grew up. I was born and raised in San Francisco. I'm the last of nine children, seven girls and two boys. My parents came from Ireland, and so we have that background. I've just had a wonderful life growing up in San Francisco, going to school there, playing tennis in Golden Gate Park, and just having a good time. What was it like being a teenager during the 30s? Well, the war came later in the years, but we were just busy going to school. We didn't have any money. Mm -hmm. You know, we weren't that rich or anything. And so the important thing was to get through school and get to work. What ended up being like one of your first jobs that you were able to get then? My first job, fortunately, my sister had been working for this gentleman. Mm -hmm. She was going to have her first baby. I was graduating from high school. So I went from high school in almost immediately in her job mm -hmm. when she was quitting, and it was in a one-girl office mm -hmm. in downtown San Francisco. I was very fortunate to get it because the jobs were scarce. You mentioned the war. When World War II hit, you would have been in your either late teens or early 20s. So tell me a little bit about what it was like being that age during that time and living in San Francisco during World War II. I think it brought us all united because of the conditions. We had... Um, what do you call it? When you don't have enough of the certain groceries, you, mm. you always had to have coupons to get eggs or milk or something. And it was a different time, mm -hmm. uh, but it brought us all together. Did you have any friends or relatives that fought in World War II? My brother was killed in World War II oh. in Europe. Mm. Yes. And he was the breadwinner of the family. I see. So it was kind of rough. During that time, uh, did your a lot of your family all still live together, or at that point had they all kind of gotten into their own home? No, I was or? the youngest, so mm -hmm. most of them were married and gone from the home. My sister and I were the last ones at home, yeah. So you and your sister were kind of there to help take care of your mom yeah. and everything? that's right. Also kind of staying in the area of your younger years, but also to kind of bring it to a little bit of a lighter topic. I've heard that you met Bing Crosby and he happened to take a fancy to you while you were playing no. tennis. No? He didn't take a fancy to me. <laughs> they just were looking for somebody to play a mixed doubles match. And uh -huh. so they saw they needed a girl. So mm -hmm. I stepped, they asked me to play. So you played tennis with so Bing I Crosby. I played tennis against. I was on the other side of the net. Oh, did you win? I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember but, what he was like? Very, very nice, very mm -hmm. gentlemanly. And my sister was a longtime fan of his. Mm -hmm. So when I went home and told her that I had played tennis with Bing Crosby, mm -hmm. she didn't believe me. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, and back then you couldn't have a phone ready, you know, to be like, take a photo with me. Oh, you, just, no. you just had to no. tell people, I'm at Bing Crosby. <laughs> no, that's long before my time. Yeah. <laughs> but he was very nice and we had a good mm. tennis match. Did you ever meet him again or no. was that just a one no. moment? He just happened to be in San Francisco yeah. and you just happened to play tennis with him. Right. <laughs> Did you ever meet any other famous celebrities or artists or was it was Bing Crosby like the one? <laughs> I can't remember. Okay. We were just growing up and trying to mm-hmm. get through life at the time and were more concerned about getting through school and getting mm-hmm. to into the workplace. Let's talk a little bit about JFK. On the day that the JFK assassination happened, what were you doing and how did you hear about it? I was in working in this one girl office. Mm-hmm. I went downstairs to get coffee in the coffee place and everybody, of course, was talking about it. Mm-hmm. It was a shock to mm-hmm. the nation. It brought us all together. Do you think that when Americans are faced with tragedy, we have a habit of kind of uniting with each other as a, a, for a common goal? Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. I think we just needed it at the time. One thing that I remember hearing a lot about is that Kennedy was very popular because that was when they had television. Do you remember the first movie that you ever watched that was in color? No. <laughs> <laughs> Do you happen to remember, say how it felt to watch TV in color versus TV in black and white? No, we just, uh, in fact, my mother had it before Mm -hmm. we had it, my husband (laughs) and I. (laughs) Sometimes I think that experience of just watching television when it was becoming new and a new thing was just, must have been very interesting. Uh And it wasn't, we didn't have the majority of programs that we have now Mm -hmm. to choose from. So you watched the news or the news. One channel. That was it. <laughs> Do you think that being in San Francisco meant that you got to use those technology developments before much of the rest of the country did because you were kind of in the big city? Or do you think that you guys got access to technology at about the same time as everybody else? Oh, yeah. All I can remember of my growing up, but mostly the period of over into the workforce, is I just had to make money to help support my mother. Living in the San Francisco Bay Area your whole life, were you living in the city of San Francisco when the Golden Gate Bridge was built? Oh, yeah. Golden Gate and the Bay Bridge. Both of them were built about the same time. What was that like? (laughs) Amazing. Mm. Amazing. And I remember walking across the Golden Gate Bridge Mm -hmm. when it was first open, looking out over all that water, amazed that they could do it. My dad was a contractor, and he said they can never build the bridge. And there it is. If we were to look at how things in the Bay Area were in your 20s versus how things are now, what are some of the big differences that you notice that other people who are in their 20s currently just don't think about? I think people take too much for granted. Mm. We we, uh, were... I think, more grateful then for the advantages we had. Mm -hmm. Do you have kind of any other stories from your life or, you know, from your experiences that you would like to share that always just stuck with you throughout the years? My faith. Mm -hmm. I think that's the biggest thing. I'm so grateful for my faith. Mm -hmm. I'm so grateful for the the time of growing up with my wonderful family Mm -hmm. uh, and having good times. And I think 
that isn't always the case nowadays. Mm. I had a good childhood. Were you raised in a Christian family? Yes. Okay. Very much so. My mother and dad both, I, I, I take that back. My mother was a Christian, mm-hmm. and my dad was nothing, mm-hmm. you know, you might say. But he came to the Lord mm-hmm. when I was a baby, mm-hmm. and I'm very grateful for that. You mentioned a little bit about playing tennis. When it came to playing tennis, I've been informed that there weren't really professional leagues back then. For no women. professional. Tell me a little bit about what it was like to play tennis on what they call the amateur level. Did any of your siblings play tennis? My uh, sister was number two in the country. Wow. She was very good. I remember the time when one of the ladies became involved in making tennis professional, which to me changed the whole atmosphere because... Mm-hmm. People were playing for money then. Mm. They started playing for money, whereas I played it for fun and exercise. Since there was no professional league, then you guys weren't able to be paid as women when you You were playing tennis. You couldn't take a penny. You couldn't take a penny. If you you did, you couldn't play in the tournaments then. Did you still have to pay to be in the tournament? Yeah, we had to pay to be in the tournaments. My last question for you is, what is some wisdom that you would like to share with other people in our community? Just enjoy life. Be grateful. I'm just so grateful for my health and that I've gotten this far. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm still amazed. (laughs) I realize that I've, I've, I've said why in the mm-hmm. past to God, mm-hmm. and I don't, I've been told not to say that, <laughs> and I'm here for a reason, and so I just hope I can fulfill whatever he has me to do. Mm-hmm. That was beautiful. Thank you so much for coming in today. Thank you for asking me. That's it for today's special episode of Clocked In with the Press. What did you think? What are memories from your childhood or younger years that you think will stay with you as you get older? And what was your favorite story that you heard from our guest speaker today? Let me know what you think on Twitter or Instagram at PressClockedIn or on Facebook at ThePress.net. You can stay updated on the latest happenings in East Contra Costa County at www.thepress.net. There are a million people with a million stories, and I hope to cover them one episode at a time. I'm your host, Caitlin Gleason, clocking out.